0: Welcome to A Passion to Serve. My name is Don Kutnicki and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a big fan of storytelling and during the podcast, we'll be sharing real human stories about migrant and seasonal farmworkers and the work that's being done on their behalf. For example, do you know about the contributions of migrant and seasonal farm workers to the United States economy and the challenges these farm workers face on a daily basis? What about services for farmworker youth in order to lead them on the path towards self-discovery and self-sufficiency? And what about lessons learned by leaders who have dedicated their lives to serving others through a variety of programs? These stories and so much more will be part of a passion to serve. I hope you decide to join us on this path of discovery. Welcome to Episode 3 of A Passion to Serve. During the first two episodes of the podcast, I spoke with individuals who were inducted into the Association of Farmworker Opportunity Programs Hall of Fame in 2019. I had the opportunity to speak with Hall of Fame inductees Diane Swift and Rita Garcia-McManus, as well as Cynthia Thomas-Grant, who reflected on the life and professional career of Hall of Fame inductee Eloy Salazar. Today's episode will focus on the Children in the Fields Campaign, an initiative that is also provided through the Association of Farmworker Opportunity Programs, or AFOP. AFOP formed the Children in the Fields Campaign to work on behalf of farmworker children in three areas, education prevention, awareness and advocacy, and expression. Melanie Forty joined AFOP in September 2009 as their Health and Safety Program Director, which includes administering the Children in the Fields campaign. Melanie is a member of the American Association of Pesticide Safety Educators and has over 10 years experience working on farmworker health and safety issues. During this episode, Melanie discusses the Children in the Fields campaign and winners of the 2019 SA&R contest. AFOP collects hundreds of essays and works of art from students across the country, giving farmworker children the opportunity to showcase their stories during the AFOP annual conference, which in 2019 was held in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. During the podcast, we also discuss employment and training programs and services offered through the National Farmworker Jobs Program and important health and safety funding provided by the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA now on with the episode. Right now we are at and we're having a conversation during the annual conference the 2019 annual conference for AFOP, Association for Farm Worker Opportunity Programs and what I really wanted to do is talk to you about children in the fields and Maybe we can start out with a little bit of background information of what the children in the fields is about, and then we'll talk about the event that took place today during the luncheon, the students that were here and that they were recognized, because it's always very moving and inspirational what happens during the annual conference.
1: Definitely. So children in the fields campaign, we have different components. One of them is education, where we teach um, farm worker children on how to protect themselves from pesticide exposure at the field directly. So we teach them what to do and what not to do and how to prevent that exposure. The other component is we advocate um, within policymakers um, to try to fight for um, their their rights as children do so not work in the fields. Right. Um, we can see children that are under the age of 12 already working in the fields and um, we find that uh, laws need to be stricter for that. Uh, many children are not going to school just to be able to help families. So it's, it's a whole cycle. So we try to fight child, uh, child labor. And then the third component is the uh, contest where we provide a space for them to express themselves um, and tell us a little bit about their lives, their struggles, their challenges, but also what are their dreams. So um, those are the three main components of what we do as Children in the Fields campaign.
0: So you have been in the, role, uh, in the role as health and safety program director for a little while now. Are you seeing any positive trends? Do you see negative trends? Do you think things are more or less pretty much where they have been since you started in this role in terms of are we seeing less children in the fields? Do you feel like that message of education and advocacy is getting out there and, it, and it's making a difference?
1: Well, definitely, it has made made an impact. Um, EPA has done, uh, has created stricter laws right now, um, where before a child that was 16 years old was able to handle pesticides. Now, with the new um, regulation established that they have to be 18 years or older. So we can see some trend of improvement in that sense. Um, Whether it happens or not in the fields, we hope that it, they they actually follow the the law where they're actually 18. But you know, it's like when when the parents are at home, kids do whatever they want, right? right. So right. that sort of thing happened. But hopefully. Um, Growers are taking that more into consideration and, and following the rules. Okay.
0: So for those who are listening to the podcast, I want to pay a little bit of a picture of what it's like at the annual conference and in particular during the luncheon where we're acknowledging some of the kids who participated in the Children in the Fields Essay and Art Contest, that we come in and we gather and we, we have an opportunity to hear stories, to see pictures, to give an opportunity to these children to really express themselves. And as you said, you said it beautifully, Melanie, that to have an opportunity to express some of the sadness, some of the despair, but ultimately leaving or leading them to that direction of there's hope, there's opportunity, they are not alone. And I have some certain takeaways from this year's conference and some of the people that went up and and, and talked this year but i really kind of want to get your sense what were some of your takeaways during the luncheon and and some of the information that was expressed by the students who were here
1: definitely um they all see that they want to be somebody in 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 their life they don't feel ashamed of their past they don't feel ashamed about the work that their parents do but they see as a step of i can do a little bit better they can uh, aspire to be a little bit more and so parents through an FJP program right. um, are able to gather um, more technical skills and other type of skills that might help them gather a better um, income for the house, mm-hmm. therefore provide children with a better quality, quality of life and then children can have a better future. So I wanna say the biggest takeaway is that never stop dreaming um, and know that there's so many people behind you routing for you and and hoping the best, and they will be there to support you in every step of the way.
0: I agree, it was, I mean, every person that, that went up on the stage was very moving, and one in particular who who shared <clears throat> very openly and honestly about some of her personal struggles and where she's at now really touched, I think, a lot of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm wondering too, just in terms of the movement that we always try to do and all the good work that AFOP does in terms of education and advocacy and providing these tools, these resources to, those, to the local states, the local NFJP service providers to, to provide assistance, to get the information out there. Are you seeing an increase of the people who are participating in the Children in the Fields in the Art and Essay Contest? Is this a program that you see growing more and more?
1: But well, we, hope, we hope that that would be the trend. Um, this year we received about 129 entries in uh, in total from all the categories that we have. Um, but it was thankful to our membership that um, we're out there spreading the word, um, putting out our flyers in migrant education centers and... Um, different schools and um, church community um, gathering places and so definitely our membership is key um, to put out the word in addition to our social media where um, we share all the information Um, in our listserv that we also um, provide all the information but um, we hope to see the contest uh, continue even after funding right now we are able to do it because we have um, Kellogg Foundation money to be able to support um, the prizes. However, moving forward, we probably will have to start looking for sponsorship, and that's where we hope that um, many people uh, might want to engage into the stories and and feel compelled to to be able to help.
0: Well, in my experience in Michigan, running employment and training programs for the farm worker population, that it's becoming that much more important to make sure that we have that connection with youth because we see such a growing number of H2A workers. We have more of a seasonal base here. And I think getting the message out consistently, communicating with them about here are your rights. This is information that can protect you. These are available resources and as you said, they're not alone they're not isolated even though at times they feel that way getting that information out there and having them hear that consistently i think really can make a difference because they can see beyond their current circumstances and the thing that i also was really struck with one of my key takeaways especially as as a dad and as a and a grandpa now i was so moved by the just the level of appreciation that was expressed about their mom and dads and the sacrifices that they made in order for them to participate in this contest, to go to schools that maybe they really can't afford to go to, but they're going to make sure it happens anyway because they want what's in the best interest of their children. And that sense of community, that sense of family really touched my heart today.
1: Definitely. Especially the Latino community, we are very all about family, Mm -hmm. and um, when you feel that your parents are giving everything they have for you, and you see the children children feel uh, appreciative of everything that parents are doing, it's just uh, a very important moment because nowadays many children are expecting their parents to give them food, to give right. them, I don't know, video games, uh, clothes, right. and yeah, I mean, that's part of being a parent, that's your responsibility, but right. they take it for granted, and I think, for example, one of our, our um, contestants winner, she expressed really nicely how uh, much appreciation she has for her right. parents, their struggles, and, and everything, personal life that she's going through, so...
0: Well, Melanie, I know this is an extremely busy for you and the rest of the AFAP staff. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time today to talk about the Children in the Fields campaign. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate your time.
0: Thank you for listening to episode 3 of A Passion to Serve. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend and provide a review on the Telemon, Michigan Facebook page. You can find the podcast on Spotify Google Podcast, Anchor, Breaker, and Radio Public. Until next time.